there. This is Pastor Terry. Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, welcome on in. Great to have you. We're, we're just getting through the book of 1 Kings, finding out how not to slide away from the Lord. <laughs> now, I don't know about you. You may not have that problem, but sometimes I can drift in my passion for the Lord. I can. Sometimes I can drift in my commitment. I can. I'm, in, I'm, I'm a human, and I'm imperfect in every possible way. But I'm so thankful to the person of the Holy Spirit who when I slide, he convicts. When I wander, he draws back. And the book of 1 Kings is about the people of God who experience God in a fullness and a power and in a presence that is phenomenal. But over time, they slid away. And I know you don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that. So we learned some unbelievable things about how not to do that from the book of 1 Kings. So in 1 Kings 9, here's what's happened. David, um, Solomon rather, has prayed. He's dedicated the temple. And, and, and he has prayed an unbelievable prayer, and then he has blessed the people. And now God shows up and talks to Solomon, literally talks to Solomon. And here's what happens. Now, as soon as Solomon finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to build, the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time. Now, remember the first time he came, he said, hey, Solomon, I'm calling you to lead, lead my people. What do you need? And Solomon, you remember what he said? He said, Lord, I want wisdom and understanding to lead your great people because no one can do it without that because the job is too big. He recognized that the job was bigger than him. He recognized the importance was bigger than his ability. And God blessed him with wisdom and everything else he didn't ask for, right? Just really dumped blessings on him. Hey, listen, you want an answer to prayer right now? I mean, seriously, do you want a, do you want a yes answer to a prayer right now? Have you gotten a lot of no's? Have you gotten a lot of weights? If you want a yes answer right now, here's what you pray. Go to the Lord right now. Just pray, Lord, give me what I need to do what you've called me to do because I want to honor you the rest of my life. Listen, he'll answer the prayer. He will give you what you need inside and out, internal giftings, wisdom and calling and outside resources to do exactly what he wants you to do. You can get a yes right now. So just, hey, go and, go and pray it. And let God give you that yes right now. So anyway, so this is Solomon, second time that the Lord shows up to Solomon. And, and here's what happens. And the Lord said to Solomon, um, I have heard your prayer and your plea, your prayer of dedication and your plea before the people. That's what he called the blessing. He wanted to bless the people. So God's saying, I've heard both, which you have made before me. I have consecrated. So therefore, I have consecrated this house that you have built by putting my name on it forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. And as for you, if you will, now listen, this is an if-then statement. God is saying, I've already done this. And then he says, now, if you will, okay, if you do this, then God says, I'm going to do something else. But if you don't do this, then something else is going to happen. This is an if-then statement for almost the rest of this passage. Now, some of us don't like that. We like the idea that God is sovereign and providential, and that is true. And having an if-then statement doesn't sacrifice or damage God's total providence and total sovereignty over all the earth. God is not out of control. He's not left things to chance. He is simply saying to, to Solomon, Solomon, you have a responsibility. And so I'm setting it before you. If you are responsible, then this is going to happen. If you're irresponsible, then this is going to happen. Now, some of you might say, oh, that's just freedom of choice. Let me tell you why I don't like that word. Uh, freedom of choice seems to indicate that I am free to choose without responsibility. I'm free to choose without potential consequence. And that simply isn't true. Not in God's universe. If you follow the Lord, there are blessings. 
if you don't follow the Lord's, there's the lack of blessings. And, and it is predictable and preventable, right? And so this is what he's saying to Solomon. Solomon, if you will walk before me as your father walked before me with integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you and keeping my statutes and my rules, then now, now understand, David wasn't perfect. He wasn't perfect. We know David's sins and there were many. So what is God saying here? Is God saying you have to walk in perfection without sin? No, because Solomon just said this during his plea for his people. God, when they sin, because all people are going to sin, God knows that. But it's about the intent of your life and your heart. When you sin, do you get up? When you sin, do you repent? When you sin, do you come back to the Lord and ask God to restore you the joy of your salvation and empower you to get back on track to honor him and live for him? Do, do, you, do you stand back up and commit yourself to the ways of the Lord? This is what he's talking about. And so then he goes on. He says, so if you will do as your father David did, then I will establish a royal throne for uh, over Israel forever. As I promised David, your father, saying, you shall not like a man to sit on your throne in Israel. But now listen, he says this, but now if you turn aside from following me, if then, if you do this, then this is going to happen. If you turn aside from following me, you and your children, and you do not commit my commandments or my statutes that I have set before you, but you go on and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land that I have given them and the house that I have consecrated for my name. I will cast out of my sight and Israel will become a proverb and a byword, that's a curse word, among all peoples. And this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone passing by it will be astonished and will hiss and will say, why has the Lord done thus uh, in this land and to this house? Then they will say, because they, listen, because the people abandoned the Lord their God, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt and lay hold of other gods and worshiped them and served them, therefore, the Lord has brought all disaster on them. This God knew what was coming because he's God. And he says to Solomon very clearly, write this down and say this to your people. If you abandon me, then destruction comes your way. And do you know what the story of First and Second Kings is? Destruction eventually came their way. Man, I pray that's not true of your life, true of your church, true of your fellowship. How do we prevent it? By loving God by loving his word, by advancing the gospel and experiencing his grace, his favor every day to do the mission he's called us to do. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. And Lord, be with us as we live for you and follow you in every way of our life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God's blessings on you. Thank you for being with us. And we'll see you right back here next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.